dynamic remarketing ads are the ones that that have the highest ROI or your return on ad spend ROAS. That's the best bang for your buck, basically. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we are dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I'm your host, Annette Grant. And we believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you are struggling to scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. And let's get on with the show. Today on Honesty Commerce, we welcome Karun Jassar, the CEO and founder of Socio, and he's going to help us better understand Facebook advertising and the Facebook pixel. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm sitting next to the wonderful Annette Grant. And today we welcome to the show Karun Jassar from Socio. He is actually joining us all the way from India. And Karun owns a social media. Co- ah, you know what? I'll let him get more into it. Uh, but let's just get down to brass tacks. What makes you an expert at Facebook advertising? Well, uh, we started Socio because my wife used to run e commerce store in India. And then originally we started with organic marketing, but as you guys all know, you know that's a that's a dying tactic. Uh, and very soon we moved to e-commerce, uh, sorry, uh, retargeting and marketing uh, advertising. And now it's been three years, and we run ads for hundreds of stores. Essentially, what makes me an expert is just looking at so many stores' data and helping them, you know, one after another, getting their ads performing better. Figuring out the various pain points you know merchants have, various you know each store is different, and you know just the just the perspective that you get from working with hundreds of stores, I guess is what makes me an expert. Absolutely, I know that when we met at Unite, uh, we went down the rabbit hole talking about all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so let's kind of let's start with the basics, and then we can get into some more advanced stuff. So. Let's kind of just talk about Facebook advertising, the platform in general, and what kind of separates it from like Google or uh, you know any other platform. Uh, sure. So they both have strengths and weaknesses. Um, a successful store, especially if you want to you know scale your business, you will definitely need a mix of both, uh, both Google and Facebook. Uh, Google is very intent driven, right? You know, if you want to buy something, you're searching on Google for it. Uh, if you're not already searching on it on Amazon, I think that's that's another place where most e-commerce is shifting towards. But outside of Amazon, Google's the place where people start with. So that's great. You know, if you have a pressing need, you want to go find something, you're you're going to search in Google. If you're going to do a podcast, I need a mic. I'm going to start with either Amazon or Google, right? Uh, but Facebook, on the other hand, is great for brand building. It's also great for kind of acquiring new customers that are passive. It's also fantastic for re-engaging customers that you acquired through Google or through your email marketing efforts. You know, anybody who's come to your website once and they are in your pixel now, Facebook's a great uh, place to re-engage with them. You know, that's that's basically uh, the mix of advertising. It varies from store to store, from brand to brand, from product to product. But essentially, a good mix is what every store needs. Yeah, so you you spoke about a pixel in there, and yeah. I know that when I started my store, I had no idea what the pixel was. I did not have it installed. I still come across 
lots of stores and lots of store owners that do not have the Pixel installed. So can you explain to our listeners what the Pixel is and the, the installation of that and what the Pixel does? Uh, absolutely. So I'm going to explain two things, actually, not just the Pixel, but the Pixel and the catalog. Okay. I think uh, just these two concepts go hand in hand. So it's, it's easier to talk about them together. Okay. Um, so a pixel is a small piece of code that you embed in your website. And that's that code, that's a very, it's really just a copy-paste job. Facebook will give you that code. You just simply have to take that, that three or four lines of text and put it in your website in a way that every page has it. Now, if you're on a platform like Shopify, you actually don't even need to do that. All you need is just the ID. And by ID, I mean, it's really just your pixel ID. It's like a, a numeric ID, like it's a 12 or 15 digit ID. That's all you need. You can go to your Shopify admin console and just put it there in the settings site. And you're set. I just want to chime in real quick. That is the reason I'm a Shopify expert. <laughs> the reason that I started becoming and working in this ecosystem, the our agency started as Facebook ads for Shopify stores because you could paste that pixel ID in there and it was done. You didn't have to do the dirty work of getting into setting up all the events and doing anything other than that. I was like, that's mind-blowing. It was so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Shopify does the heavy lifting for you. I agree with you. And I think of all the platforms that we work with, Shopify really just makes it very easy for sellers to get some of the basic stuff done. Now, what does this pixel do? So essentially, this piece of code tracks every user on your website and gives detailed information back to Facebook. So let's say you know, I, you're a merchant and I come to your store. I start on the landing page of your store. It's just www.store.com. And I get there. Now that event is called a page view event. So essentially, every time any page is viewed, that page view event is thrown. Now, as far as you're concerned as a merchant, an anonymous user came and threw an event or visited or viewed a page. And Facebook just knows that one user came and they viewed a page uh, through the page view event. But at the same time, Facebook also knows who that user is. So they won't disclose that to you. But Facebook knows that, you know, that user's Chase or Karan. And so essentially, the merchant knows one user came. Facebook knows a lot more about that user. Now, let's say from that main page, I navigate to a category. Uh, that's another page view event. From that category, I click on a product. Now, that's another event called the view content. So essentially, a product page results in a view content event. Does that make sense? It does for me, but I this is yes. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of it like technical. a new, yeah. so you know, if you have questions, please interrupt and ask, and I, I can slow down. No, I think it's good. I think it, it's more than okay. I've ever known. I know, so, just know that I need the pixel installed because it's going to track my my customer. But I never I've never gone down this rabbit hole before, so I'm learning. Yeah, so so the page view event and the view content event tell you if somebody's seen any web page and specifically if they've seen a product page, that's the view content event. Now, let's say I like what I see and I'm going to add it to cart. Now, at that time, Facebook's going to throw the add to cart event. 
Now, it's usually in the industry or, you know, people like Chase and I, when we talk about it, we call it ATC. It's really short form for add to cart. So it's the ATC event. Now, this event knows not only that Chase added a product to cart, it also knows which product it was, which variation, which size, which color it was, how much is the, the cost of the product. So is it 200 bucks or 50 bucks or, you know, 25 bucks? So all the details about the product are given and Facebook already knows who the user is. So now Facebook knows Facebook's uh, Chase has come to this website and he saw one or two or three products and he added one product to the cart and which one and how much it is for. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, with me so far? Yep. Yep. I think we need to touch yep. on that Facebook knows what product is it, it is if you set up the catalog correctly. Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to come to that. So in the in the pixel event, uh, Facebook simply says product ID and product URL and product price, but not too many other details. But but it knows the ID, the the Shopify ID of the product. Uh, let's continue down the road now. After you add the product to the cart, you initiate checkout. That's another event. Uh, it's called checkout initiated. Now Facebook knows that the users started to check out. And finally, when you add your payment information and you've successfully done that, another event is thrown. It's called Add Payment Info. So at this point, Facebook knows somebody came to their website. How many web pages did they see? How many products did they see? Which products did they see? Did they add any products to the cart? Did they start the checkout? Did they add payment information? And finally, when you finish the purchase, Facebook knows that it is a total purchase of $500 with six different products, the product details, the, the product information. So at this point, Facebook has all the information they know that they need to know about the user and their behavior on your website. Now, at the same time, there is another activity that you have to do as a merchant, which is set up a catalog. Now, a catalog is exactly the same thing as a Google product feed. So if some of you are familiar with Google product feed, it's the exact same thing. Now, if you aren't familiar with both, I can explain that very quickly. It's essentially a file that contains all your product information. And by all, I mean the product title, the product image, the link to the product image, which typically is going to be an image that's hosted on Shopify, just the URL of that. The other images, not just the first image, but the next four or five images, the price and the compared price. So they know if the product's on sale, product's description, uh, various variations. So Facebook also groups them as, as product sets. Uh, if your catalog is set up correctly, Facebook will know that you saw three variations of the same product. All of this information you give to Facebook. So now, on the one hand, Facebook is collecting information from each and every visitor that's coming to your site and who they are, what products they saw, which ones they added to cart. On the other hand, they've got a complete catalog of your products. So now they can match that information on their backend, right? And based on that matching, you will get those ads on Facebook wherein you will see the exact same products that you just saw on somebody's website. You know, that that's basically how Facebook makes it work. They it, collect the information on your website about who the user is and which products they saw. 
and they have your entire catalog saved with them. And offline, they match it. And then when you're back on Facebook or Instagram, they'll, they'll show you those products again, the very same products that you saw on the website. If you don't uh, have that pixel installed, then all of that customer's action is just going nowhere, being cataloged nowhere, correct? If someone doesn't have yes. the, the pixel installed. So that's my warning when I when I asked Chase, like, do they have the pixel installed? He's like, no. I'm like, wait, so it's essentially like shoppers are coming in, loading up their cart and walking out, and you never even knew they were there. And if you simply install the pixel, you'll be cataloging every single person, correct? Absolutely. Oh wow. And, you know, it, okay. So yeah, there's no you've got to get that pixel installed like ASAP. <laughs> If you don't uh, already, I think okay. Like the one hundred and one of e-commerce, like start with a website. Uh, even before you upload products, upload the pixel. Yeah, I mean, just it. I tell that to people all the time. That if they don't have the pixel installed, they're like, "Well, I don't have a budget for advertising." I'm like, "Cool, like it's free to collect the data. When you do have that budget, you can start reaching out to those people again. You can build out those custom audiences, like." Collecting data what? is king. That's like, what have we learned about the Facebooks and the Google and the Amazons? They're all collecting data so they can make informed decisions with their advertising efforts. That is a great point that Chase made is that even if you're not going to start y- utilizing advertising dollars immediately, you can get that historical data to people that have been to your store. So don't be scared to install it thinking you're going to need to start spending uh, advertising dollars. You can at least start to getting that, that history there. Yeah, it's absolutely free. And there's another thing. There's a lot of value in that data. Forget the advertising. If you go to the Facebook's uh, pixel analytics, you can actually see how many people came. It's it's a replacement for Google Analytics, but a lot more detailed replacement, right? So some of this information, Google Analytics will also collect. Uh, but what Facebook Pixel gives you is is it's easier to digest. It's it's far more detailed. Uh, you can, Facebook you can also, will tell you how many times you know somebody added items to cart, how many people added. Like you can basically make a whole funnel and fully understand where people are dropping off just looking at the pixel analytics. You can also look at their demographic information, so you can make you know decisions about your audience. Fantastic! Yeah, that's a great point. Demographic age, your geographic information, your gender information. And uh, the other good part is Facebook's information is far more accurate than Google Analytics, right? Facebook, because you know almost everybody who comes to your website, they have a Facebook or an Instagram account. Facebook knows who they are, so very accurate information. Can I differentiate when I go into my um, analytics? Can I differentiate between my Facebook users and my Instagram users because I have more Instagram? Uh, I'm heavier on my Instagram following than Facebook. Is that easy to determine via the pixel? Uh, no. Uh, what you do get from Facebook is the source. So Facebook will the pixel will tell you if Instagram drew traffic to your site or Facebook did. Okay. So that information you can get, but what you can't get is how many what percentage of your users only have Instagram accounts. So basically, the source of traffic Facebook tracks, and they share that with you. But does that really matter to me? To me, I mean, they're still my customer, right? So would I care? If well, coming? you know, it can guide your your. Let's say you you decide not to advertise. It can guide your organic activity. So you basically can get some insights, like maybe I should double down on my Instagram efforts because you know it's it's paying off. 
Okay, gotcha. Support for our podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your e-commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on-demand, US-based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. No hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler specialists. Start your free 7-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I slash honest. Let's, uh, now that we know all the stages of you know, the funnel that Facebook kind of has all those actions and all that data is being tossed around and we've got our catalog set up, Let's talk about retargeting, my favorite subject. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> we share that interest. Absolutely. All right. So let's start with just basic retargeting and then we'll get into dynamic retargeting. So on the floor is yeah. yours. Yeah. So essentially, retargeting is a form of marketing where the audience has had some interaction with you. Uh, and by you, I mean your brand, your website. Uh, maybe they've visited your website. Maybe they've purchased from you. Maybe they've subscribed to your newsletter. But there is, or another very simple way of putting it, you know, they are in your pixel. One way or another, you've added them to your pixel, or you could have also created an audience by uploading your newsletter. But essentially, let's focus on the pixel part. Uh, if they've come to your website once, you know, Facebook retains that data for six months. So for up to 180 days, you could market back to them. So, so there are basically two types of ads: the cold ads, wherein you're you're trying to find new prospects for your for your products, but the retargeting ads are the ones basically there is some brand familiarity that's already established. Um, so and, and there is science and research that shows that people who've had an interaction with you are more likely to purchase from you, right? So uh, retargeting essentially is advertising to people who've interacted with you in the past. And specifically in Facebook, retargeting happens using the pixel data. So once you've installed the pixel on your website, which we've discussed now, uh, everybody who's in your pixel or who've come to your website and Facebook's recorded their activity on your website, and that's what I mean by saying they're in your pixel, those people you could show ads to. That form of retargeting, uh, that form of advertising is called retargeting. And it allows you to remain top of the mind for advertisers. Uh, sorry, for, 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 for the buyer. I'm sorry about that. Uh, now, there are a bunch of ways where you can use this very effectively. Tactically speaking, it's the best way to recover abandoned cars. Uh, if somebody's put products in the cart, but they didn't check out uh, or purchase them uh, for one reason or another, uh, a great way to reach them is when they're browsing but they're on Instagram, right? And that's the perfect time to get back to them. And, hey, by the way, you forgot something in the car. Uh, it's also a great tool to get back to your audience when you've launched a new product. Let's say somebody came to your store, uh, they saw some products and they purchased or not, doesn't matter. But it's January, you know, you're launching a new line, you've launched five new products, maybe it's t-shirts that you design, either five new t-shirts. It's a great way to get back to those people and announce that new product launch. 
Um, it, uh, that's the basics. Right. Let's get into specifics that you have in mind. Yeah, let's talk about uh, dynamic product retargeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is what we discussed earlier. Let's say you saw three products you know, on, on a website and left. Now, Facebook shows you those three products again in your newsfeed and specifically the, specifically the ones that you saw on the website. So that's called dynamic retargeting. So initially, when I come to your website, you know, you can show me any ad, right? And it could be an ad of any product, whether I'm interested in it, in it or not. But when you start showing me specific products that I've seen, that's dynamic remarketing. And the reason it's called dynamic is that you actually don't set up an ad, you set up an ad template. And Facebook replaces the product in the template uh, based on the products that the user has seen. Specifically, in terms of all the various ways in which you can remarket to a user, the dynamic remarketing ads are the ones that, that have the highest uh, ROI or your return on ad spend, ROAS. That's the best bang for your buck, basically. Absolutely. And it's honestly not too difficult to just jump in there. You got your catalog set up. You've got your pixel and all the stuff is tracking back and forth forever. You can set up this dynamic retargeting ad pretty simply on your own. You know, you know, Blueprint will walk you through it by Facebook. Obviously, I've done it a million times for our clients now. But the templates do have some kind of limitations. And that's actually what Karun's product helps with is the dynamic retargeting. And we can talk about how it helps right now. I, I really love what your product does and how it makes the boring images better. Uh, yes, I'm happy to plug my product anytime you're ready for it. <laughs> no, no, it's, um, your product is super cool. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, um, there are a couple of things that, you know, I can mention around dynamic retargeting as best practices. Um, essentially, I think uh, there is a time limit. So, it's a, um, for the most part, if you have sufficient traffic to your website, do dynamic retargeting for the next 48 hours. I think we, in general, have seen a drop in engagement in dynamic ads after 48 to 72 hours. Now, even though Shopify retains the abandoned cart, I, I believe for seven days, right? Yeah, I, I think after the seventh day that they, they remove the cart, uh, as far as I remember, I could be wrong. But on our end, we recommend that if somebody's put items in their cart and you want to remind them to complete the purchase, after 24 to 72 hours maximum, uh, you need to do one of two, two, two things. Either try offering them a discount code to incentivize the purchase, uh, or alternatively, if that's not an option for you, change the ad and show them perhaps different products like your best sellers. Uh, in our opinion, like or in fact, one of the advertising strategies that we use for our customers is exactly this: we use add to cart or ATC customers. We retarget them for only up to forty-eight hours. And after 48 hours, we change the creative to something like either a discount code or we'll take the top 10 selling products uh, from your website and show them those. Uh, or we can even, now we're working on technology where we'll show them other products specifically from the category that they viewed. So, so that's also something that we're doing. And uh, as Chase was mentioning, you know, setting up dynamic retargeting is pretty simple. 
but there are some best practices and some experience that's required. Uh, so it's always good to have somebody like Chase with experience to kind of guide you through the gotchas. The basic stuff, however, is it's quite simple. You should be able to get it up and running without any issues. Even the after 48 hours and the discount code, that seems where it would be a little complicated to me to know, to be able to set that. I would say it is. Uh, there is. It's that's probably two hundred level stuff. Okay, maybe three hundred like, level. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've been I've been doing Facebook since before they had uh, events. I'm almost positive, or maybe I just didn't know about them back then. I've been doing it for way too long. Do you? I have a question going back to. I know you just said you should send out a discount code uh, forty eight hours after the the add to cart. Do you recommend a certain percentage where? Like, what's the tipping point for the percentage? Is it 10%? Is it 20%? Where do you see the most success, especially after an add to cart? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, two parts there. You know, one is that, you know, the, the discount code, it really is specific to each product in each store. Okay. You know, some merchants actually have enough margin in the product that, you know, we do a discount code right away. Like, so we will not target the customer for 24 hours. And we will just start with the discount after 24 hours. And in some cases, we wait up to 72 hours because their organic uh, cart recovery is already very good. So it really depends upon you know how what your current cart recovery rate is and how we push it forward. Uh, as far as discounts go, in terms of percentage, we've seen like the maximum difference at 25%. Okay. Uh, but that's a number, you know, it's not something that every every merchant can do. It really depends upon the product. But 20 is good too. We find less than 10 pretty useless. I think 10% is the bare minimum you need to start at. Okay. Below 10, it's, it's a waste. I just want to point out, I know that some people don't have the margin or they build a brand that they cannot discount on. And there are other ways to incentivize purchases. You can offer free shipping. That's not a discount. You can yeah. offer a free gift. That's not a discount. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can get creative with it. Okay. Absolutely. I think the idea there is, is actually two things you want to do. One is incentivize them in any way you can. And discounts is just one of them. Uh, but Chase covered other good ideas. Uh, the other thing is also in almost every ad, try and create some urgency. Like, you know, if you're doing something, hey, you know, you could you could play with the ad copy and in include things like sizes selling out, limit inventory, limited inventory or selling out fast. Uh, you know, stuff like that, that creates some urgency. And even when you do do the discount code, uh, try and make it only for 24 hours. So don't use a generic discount code like offer 20. You know, make it a little bit complex like AX, we, you know, do a random generated code. But at the same time, at least in the ad copy, just try and create a false urgency. It, it, it doesn't really matter if it expires in 24 hours or not. It's just human psychology. You know, if I have endless time, what's my hurry? I'll do it tomorrow. And you're actually paying paying for that message to get out. So you want the sale sooner. All of that would be automated though. That it would not like you would set up the ad where it knows that that customer is at the 48 hours. It would send out that it would show them that ad with that discount code. Like, is all of that automated or you can automate it, but there's okay. there is a caveat there with like doing a dynamic discount code that automatically is created and then turned off within a window like that requires uh, a third party app. Okay, I was gonna say that was getting a little yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, for me so there. the dynamic okay. discount code you actually, but my recommendation is, um, you know, don't turn it off. Let it be. I mean, if you're okay with giving the discount, yeah, 
uh, and you've already acquired this customer, let it be. Right. I mean, you can just, uh, okay, we're on honest e-commerce. <laughs> Perhaps this is not as honest. Uh, but at the same time, we still have to do things to you know sell more. Right. I mean, uh, if you are willing to give the discount at that point in time, why at the 27th hour wouldn't you be, you know, willing to do that? I agree with you on that. It's just creating that sense of urgency to the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as, you know, automating it, I think Facebook allows you to do it reasonably easily. So what you would do is you would segment your pixel audience. And by segmenting, uh, I mean is uh, you would say something like this. For people who added to cart in the last 48 hours, show this ad. And then a separate ad set, you'd say for people who added to cart in uh, in the in the last 72 hours, but not in the last 48 hours, and have not purchased, show them this ad with the discount code. Um, and it sounds more complicated than actually, you know, it's actually fairly easily doable if if you've done it once. Um, there are tutorials on YouTube you could follow. Our app actually makes all of this just a few clicks of operation. Um, you know, there is enough help available. It it's actually sounds more complicated than actually doing it. Yeah, it's it's a simple if this then that statement. If you want to get down to like yeah. the logic behind it, and I, you touched on something there that I want to really bring up because I know a lot of DIYers aren't doing this. You need to use exclusion audiences. So yeah. what what he just spoke about where it's like and they haven't purchased that's an exclusion audience. So showing these dynamic retargeting ads like you don't want to show someone who actually went through with that purchase this ad that'd be a waste of your money and they'd be like, "Well, I didn't get the discount. I want the discount." Like what the hell? You want to you want to make sure that you set up the exclusions. So this is a basic one like if they have purchased, don't show them an ad. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to show people ads when they've already purchased from you recently. They you know, you don't want to give them any excuse to be upset with you, especially if you're offering a discount code 48 hours later. Uh, but there's other things to consider. Like if you know that there's an audience, like part of your audience or part of your customer persona that like isn't your customer, you know, like these people actually do not buy from me, set up exclusions there. Save yourself a few dollars. I mean, anytime you can get down into the data and understand like who isn't purchasing and why they're not purchasing, just start setting up exclusions and saving money. I agree. And you know, in terms of actually being successful with Facebook advertising. It's the difficult part is not getting your ad live. The difficult part is kind of this learning that Chase touched on, uh, which is figuring out how to most effectively segment your audience into various categories, figuring out your good buyers versus people who are not worth advertising to, you know, and then making sure that you know each segment receives the correct message and you avoid wasting ad dollars on people who are not your potential buyers. And again, I mean, all of this can be done effectively with Pixel. Uh, uh, just to give you an example, Pixel allows you to segment people even by the time spent on website. So for people who like the bottom 50% or 25% of people who've not spent any time on your website, they just came and left, or maybe saw one page and left, uh, you could exclude those uh, if you have limitations on budget. But if you don't have limitations on budget, even in that case, you should segment those and send them a different message. Yep. Uh, then people who are highly engaged on your website. Oh, I'm, uh, so I'm loving this episode. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so even with the with the with the events that Facebook does give you out of the box, you can further customize them by saying, "Give me all the people 
who did page view more than 10 times. So they saw at least 10 pages. And you may want to give them a separate message in your creative. And then give me all the people who've added to cart, uh, but not purchased. And, and maybe this is after the 10, 15 days you've tried the discount. It's not working. But maybe these guys are great audience to retarget when you actually have a sale going. So even if they're like three months old, it's okay. But there was a time when they were so interested that they added products, product, products to cart. But for whatever reason, they didn't buy. But now that you're having a sale, this is a great audience to get back to, right? So, so the trick in advertising and success, not just remarketing, but, but, but all advertising is segmentation. Segmentation based on buyer behavior, segmentation based on your on-site behavior, segmentation even based on you know, what products are most often sold, most often viewed versus you know, a bunch of various parameters. Yeah, I mean, and that's actually, the difference. You know, that's where it's, the value comes from engaging with somebody like Chase or myself or talking to an expert, right? This is the knowledge that we can give, not, not necessarily how to set up an ad. Right. Go through, if you don't mind, um, now that my head is like spinning with, with all these things. And I mean, Chase has obviously gone through all of this with me before. But can you, can you share with our audience that, how you price these things out? If they were to engage specifically with your company... What what's what's your pricing look like? And share that with them. If you don't mind, because sure, I'm absolutely. overwhelmed. I'm so, like, it sounds like someone's going to have to sit in the back end of my Facebook for hours on end, and this is going to be you know tens of thousands of dollars. So if you can I'm share not, that, not, <laughs> not at all. Uh, so we are actually not an agency. We're a tools company, and our entire bread and butter and our entire, um, I guess, focus is making these things very easy. Right. So we want to make the, the nuts and bolts part just transparent for the user. Uh, you should be able to come to our product with, the, with an objective in mind and be able to execute that without becoming an expert on the nitty-gritty of Facebook ads. Right? Uh, so our basic product is actually free. You can automate your organic marketing completely. You can run Facebook ads, dynamic product ads, even conversion ads, although we've not completely rolled it out to the free users yet, uh, on using our product uh, for free. Uh, there is no money involved there. The only money that you pay is it goes to Facebook and you pay directly to Facebook. Uh, but then we sell something called designed catalogs. Now, this is, this is a strategy that Amazon uses or all the big brands are beginning to use following Amazon's lead. And what we've done is we've just automated that strategy for all sellers. It's essentially, what we do is we allow you to con control your catalog and the presentation of that catalog. So by default, uh, out of the box, your product images are shown as your ads. And you can write text around it. Maybe you can put the price label on it. Uh, but if you go to our website, socio.com, that's S-O-C-I-O-H.com, You'd be able to see, you know, how we can change your product image into an ad that looks like it's been designed by a designer. Uh, but at the same time, we, we do that at scale. So even if you have five thousand products, we will design an ad for all your five thousand products in like under five minutes and make it into a catalog and give it to Facebook. Let's. I just so want to touch basic, on this real quick. The basic, like retargeting ad from Facebook. 
is only going to show your first image in your product usually, which is usually product on white. And it's very boring. And people are so used to seeing that stuff in their feed. So then you use a tool like Socio and it redesigns those images for you. It's A, going to stand out and B, and I'll let Karan talk about this, it's, you're going to see an uptick in conversions. Yeah. So essentially, uh, uh, let me address the pricing part first. So this is the basic products free. Uh, we do give you a limit on design catalogs. You get one design catalog out of the box for free. Uh, and then you can get one more if you leave a review for us. Oh, hopefully positive, uh, but any review. Um, and then after that, our paid products start at about 50 bucks. Um, and that's that gives you five uh, design catalogs. And then maybe then we have a product, uh, a price plan for at $200, wherein we will also do the design for you and help you optimize that design and even give you some guidance on how to run better advertising. And finally, we do on our website, you know, we have a managed services plan that starts at $300, but we're actually going to stop that pretty soon. Uh, we find that we're better as a, you know, much better at giving you the science and automating the mundane stuff for you. Um, and when it comes to actually running advertising, if you need help, uh, talk to somebody like Chase. Use our tool to do the stuff that's hard to do by hand. Uh, but talk to an agency, let them craft a strategy for you, and we can help you execute that strategy very easily with the tool. So that's the the, the pricing and the value profit at each pricing tier. Now, the, the, going back to the point that Chase was talking about, there is this phenomenon called creative fatigue. And what it is, is, is banner blindness. If you see the same product two, three times in your feed, by the third time, you ignore it. If you see the same ad more than three times, but the fourth time you just blind to it, you know, you just scroll past it. And what we do is we make it very easy for you to design catalog after catalog after catalog. So your ad always remains fresh. Your messaging is different. And you can basically in the catalog itself put any marketing message that you want. So we have catalogs for bestsellers, for new arrivals, for discount codes, for coupon codes, for sales, for daily deals. And each one of these are designed to grab attention in the feed. And that helps improve your return on ad spend. And that's what separates a successful Facebook plan from a non-successful one. You know, these creatives, these exclusions are gonna take your return on ad spend from like a one to one to like a 10x. You know what I mean? Yep. Awesome. Well, Karan, I think this might be one of the more in insightful shows that we've had so far. Annette's head is literally spinning. Uh, yes, she's, but in a good way. Yeah. In a good way. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners? Um, I think we talked about a coupon code before we started getting into it. Yeah. So uh, for all the listeners of the show, if you use the coupon code HONESTCOMMERCE, uh, we will review your creatives and we'll kind of do an, um, a concierge onboarding. And we'll help you design creatives and kind of give you feedback on what you can do to improve your advertising. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to have you back. Yes. Thank you. We appreciate, Absolutely. We appreciate your time. There's more stuff we can talk about like budgeting and funnels. That's like the two or two, three or three stuff. All right. Uh, so I'd be happy to come back anytime. Well, you're done. It's on. We'll send you the calendar invite after. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, guys. Nice chatting with you. Thanks. Bye, guys. 
We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing the truth. Links and more will be available in the show notes. If you found any actionable advice in this podcast that you'd like to apply to your business, please reach out at electriceye.io slash connect. Please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice.